Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Daybreak Crypto. Today, we'll be talking a little bit about Coinbase and their new NFT marketplace. But first, we have a new uh, development in the Ethereum network. Uh, actually, the ERC721, the 721, and that's been the standard for NFTs on the Ethereum network. And there's been a few different uh, derivatives off of that, but the most recent one that was just released this month was the ERC721R. Uh, this was created uh, and put together by uh, a group that had put together um, a play-to-earn game actually several years ago called Crypto Fighters Alliance. And then they kind of fell off the map for a few years. The game stalled out, but the team that is back and they have created something that is intended to help or at least minimize NFT rug pulls. So Again, it's the ERC-721R, and what it does is it takes the existing NFT approach and it adds a refund component. So you can think of the R as standing for refund. Uh, so basically, if you buy an NFT and you want to return it for the price that you bought it for, you can. Maybe it uh, it looks like the developers aren't, aren't living up to their word, and in the past, you know, with with rug pulls, what would happen is these developers would make a lot of promises. They would sell the NFTs. They would build up uh, all the money that the, the, from the proceeds, and then they just would take the money and run. They wouldn't follow through on any of the promises. So, uh, the hope is that by locking funds up for a set amount of time for the refund period, and giving people the option to take a full refund, a partial. Uh, or, or any kind of, there's a lot of different ways you can customize it, that it might discourage that kind of behavior. So do you think that's a good idea, Greg? Do you think that might be effective? Um, I mean, I think discouraging that kind of behavior is always a good idea. Um, I don't know how effective exactly this will be. Um, I've seen a lot of people talking about, you know, workarounds, like for instance, they could just max mint as many as they're allowed to, you know, if they're allowed like 10, to mint 10 mm -hmm. um, NFTs in one go. And then if they happen to not like them, they can just refund them, uh, no money lost. And then that basically reduces the number of people that are able to get in on a mint. If somebody mm -hmm. can just, you know, mint max and then basically have no recourse if they don't like the ones they like, um, or if they're not able to sell them above mint, for instance, if you're still, still able to uh, refund after the secondary markets open. So I guess it's kind of, it's a tricky thing. Um, they'll have to kind of yeah. do it the right way. Um, another problem could be, let's say the project has this in, in place and they say, okay, we're not going to, um, we'll give you a refund for one month, like, or give you a chance to refund up to one month. And then, you know, in two months they decide, oh, hey, sorry, this project's too hard. We don't want to go on with it anymore. <laughs> and, you know, what's the recourse there still? So it's, yeah, I think it's I, a good I, idea, but... Mm -hmm. Needs to now, work, I, think. I was thinking the same thing. It's like, you know, you might just be delaying when the rug gets pulled or even if you do like a partial refund, half a scam is better than no scam at all. So it's not like this is a, a silver bullet by any means. But and, uh, yeah, I, I got to say, too, like if a team's going to put this in place, they're probably a team that isn't going to rug because they want to, you know, show that they're doing you know all the right things it's like teams that are gonna rug they're gonna rug no matter what like they're gonna find a way around it that's the whole purpose of them doing the mint in the first place is to make this money and get away with it so it's kind of one of those things where this will probably help the legitimacy of some good projects but i don't know how much it's going to reduce these scams yeah if that makes yeah. sense 
No, that's that's. I guess that's that's true. I mean, the, the idea that uh, you know you could advance, you could take different approaches, and that would um, curb the amount of schemes. I, yeah, I'm a little reluctant on that too. But um, you know, you do bring up another good point, though, which is that uh, this does the the purpose is to help build credibility for the people putting these projects together, and. A lot of times right now, the best way to do that, maybe the only way, is to dox or to have some kind of track record. And frankly, so many teams are so new to this space, a long track record bringing credibility is, is it's just not doesn't happen often. So a lot of times doxing themselves is really the only way, I think, for a lot of teams to, to get credibility. But this could be another way. A, a possible different way. So like, yeah, okay, we're anonymous, but you know, we're still going to give you the ability to lower your risk for a little while. And uh, you know, it could be, or it could be a long while. I mean, again, these contracts are completely customizable. You could have a, a period, a refund period of a year, like in theory, if you wanted to, but, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it, it's there to protect the people who buy the projects, but also the people running these projects, the legitimate ones, they still count on that money. And if, you know, if they can't access half their money because it's locked up in a possible refund period, it hurts them too. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, I think in order to become a legitimate product, I mean, every, every other product, almost every other product you buy has some sort of return policy. Um, the one thing I did kind of want to link it to is, you know, you can, if you buy a pack of cards, you can return them before you open them. But after you open them, you're not really going to be allowed to return the cards. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's kind of that's kind of with the NFT thing where it's like if you can return it before you, you know, reveal it. Sure, mm -hmm. that's nice. But then if you can't return it after you reveal it, then they can just rug after the fact. So, well, are you thinking about kind of like maybe like uh, it, so obviously this would not be in the Ethereum network, but in the secret network, uh, you can create private metadata for your NFTs and, and maybe. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but are you thinking like you can get a full refund, but if you if you publicly reveal some of your private metadata, maybe you can only get like a 20% refund? See, yeah, that, that could be a great idea. I mean, yeah. I think that, yeah, definitely Secret has a lot more potential to do stuff like that where they could have, you know, stuff unrevealed. And then if you don't reveal everything, yeah, you get some sort of a refund still if mm -hmm. you do choose to return it. But for what it's worth, this uh, ERC-721R, this... Uh, this new standardization is still in beta, so it hasn't been officially released. But uh, I mean, yeah, I would wouldn't be surprised to be see to see it being used soon. So yeah, it's a good idea, and I think it's something that also some of these um, centralized crypto exchanges, such as uh, Coinbase, which are starting to do NFT marketplaces, they could also potentially require this type of. ERC twenty R token or some other variation of it in order to be listed on their marketplace. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we we talk about standardization at the protocol uh, level, but yeah, these uh, everyone wants to get in the NFT game now. Everyone wants to make their own marketplace uh, from Instagram to uh, Coinbase. So, I mean, it's uh, yeah, requiring certain standards to be used is, is probably the way we're headed. Yeah, I mean, and then if you want to use that standard and you want to get listed on that site, you know, you have to use that standard. If you want to stay on more of a decentralized platform, you can use whatever standard you want, but mm -hmm. that gives them, you know, an option. And I think it'll definitely bring in uh, more mainstream accessibility to people. Um, and I think that's kind of what Coinbase is doing uh, to kind of transition into our next article. 
Yeah. Um, they're trying to bring in, like you said earlier, kind of an Instagram feel to um, their NFT marketplace. So they launched a beta version of their NFT marketplace uh, just yesterday on Wednesday. And according to people, it kind of looks like an Instagram, TikTok type thing where you have comments available. You can like people's um, NFT pictures. You can, you know, go on their pages and look at all the NFTs they have. So it's kind of trying to introduce more of a social aspect to um, the NFT space, um, as well as trying to make it a little bit easier to transact because they're starting off with zero transaction fees. Um, obviously aside from the gas costs and everything. But um, it seems like this is kind of going to be the direction where we're going to get a lot of these companies starting their own NFT marketplaces um, in addition to their uh, exchanges that they're already running. So how do you feel about this? Have you had a chance to kind of look at what it looks like? Yeah, I, I got to see the the demo or the sample page. It seems like just the natural next step that uh, – because we have this proliferation of exchanges to to buy and resell NFTs, but uh, a lot of times the place that you see NFTs the most is oftentimes on social networks. Uh, like Twitter is a great example. A lot, a lot of people use them for their avatars. I mean, once you buy an NFT, you, you kind of want to show it off. And uh, not, not always, but that for a lot of people, I'm sure that's true. So integrating a social part to uh, NFTs and NFT marketplaces seems like a very natural fit. So again, going back to Instagram, it makes a lot of sense why they would want to integrate this. Uh, what gets me though, is that Coinbase doesn't really have experience in either because you can think about NFTs. Um, obviously they have experience being an exchange, but experience with NFTs on one hand and then experience with social media on the other, at least Instagram has experience with one of those. And then if you think about, um, like other NFT marketplaces trying to adopt a social component, you know, at, at least they have experience in one area, whereas Coinbase is trying to, you know, cre create this entirely from the ground up. And I don't know if people who use Coinbase actually have any interest in, and it just seems like for a long time, we got into this habit of trying to make everything into a social network. So, um, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. I didn't really think about. And I think too, a lot of these people that are, on the Coinbase NFT marketplace, maybe aren't even Coinbase users necessarily. They're uh -huh. NFT users looking for a new marketplace. So I guess maybe they're looking to bring in new people. But like you said, I mean, building a social network is not an easy thing to do. So it almost seems like something like Instagram would be a better branch for this, where it's like you can, you see a cool NFT, you click on it, you can go to that person's profile and buy it potentially. Yeah. Yeah, you know, no, it's already got the social aspect built mm -hmm. in there. I feel like that's a harder part to build than the um, the NFT marketplace. The NFT marketplace is easy. Oh, hundred percent. Speaking to build. Yeah, exactly. Compared to a social network, yeah, because there's so much scale effects. I mean, there's a reason why there's, you know, there's a few giant social networks and just a, maybe a lot of little ones. Uh, but one thing that stood out is they, they advertise zero transaction fees to start, but. They're going to have Ethereum gas costs and other creator royalties, and they eventually want to get to a low single-digit fee. And uh, it reminded me of Instagram. I, I saw a story, they might have changed this, that they were going to have 50% fees, 50% uh, creator fees. So just 
a half cut right off the bat if you want to mint and create new NFTs on the Instagram platform. And um, man, it just reminded me that, uh, you know, with Instagram, that's a huge cut with uh, uh, Coinbase. You'd be looking at three different layers of fees. And uh, yeah, it's uh, get yeah, very I mean, expensive. You look, to, at the, you look at the addressable market, though, compa- like Instagram compared to OpenSea, like it's just the market's exponentially bigger. But again, at the same time, like I don't agree with a 50% cut being take, but I get, I get where they're coming from that they're providing such a large marketplace, but hopefully they soon realize that that's not, that's not cool. Taking all that money, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that. Well, I, I guess the benefit of having more people get into this yeah. uh, NFT yep. marketplace game is let's drive down those fees, baby. Let's create some competition. Exactly. Well, and I think too, a lot of these um, marketplaces that are chain agnostic are going to be good because obviously a lot, most of the NFTs right now are on Ethereum, but there are tons of other growing marketplaces. I mean, Terra, Secret, um, Polygon, I'm sure there's other Phantom, there's tons of other marketplaces. So to have them all be able to kind of curate in one spot is going to be big as people kind of, they don't really care what branch they're going on. They just want to get a cool NFT, you know? Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. So, but yeah, full speed ahead for them. And uh, I think, uh, who knows, by this time next year, we might have uh, a dozen new NFT marketplaces all over the place. And uh, next year's Super Bowl ads, if they weren't crypto related enough, could be (laughs) even more crypto related. Oh, yeah. It's every single ad. We're going to be playing in a crypto stadium on a crypto field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, I I know we're almost up on time. TJ, I uh, I appreciate you calling in. We have like a minute left. Was there something on your mind you wanted to you want to bring up? Yeah, real quick. It, it seems like to me that there's more utility uh, in the general market than, than the artistic approach to what NFTs currently are. It seems interesting that NFT started with art versus uh, you know market utility. So I guess my question is, could this same kind of use concept apply to to titles? Um, that was the first thing: automobiles, motorcycles, ATVs, that sort of thing, where you need proof of then and proof of ownership is that is that a decent application potentially for nfts especially when you're going to aggregate it into a system like coinbase that's really i, I would say go ahead Greg. oh i was gonna say that's a great point great question i think it started with art just because that's the simplest thing but i totally agree that something like titles something like uh your mortgage i mean there's all sorts of different things that could be made into nfts that would make it you know easier to manage and do stuff like that Jake, yeah, what do you we, think? we we actually did an interview. I don't know if we put it up yet with um, an entrepreneur in Florida who is trying to basically do this with real estate. And you had mentioned titles, and um, I, I know titles are very regulated. They're 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 kind of the local governments have their hands all over them when it comes to exchanging them. I don't know the odds that it would be that you'd be able to exchange titles on open marketplaces, but I will say that uh, I mean, creating NFTs a non fungible nature to them uh, is would be a huge help because as I mentioned in the interview, uh, when you buy a home, you have to buy title insurance. Title insurance is basically, hey, if we sell you this home and we sell you a title, there's a chance the title we sell you might not actually exist. Like, so you have to buy insurance in case the home you just bought is no longer yours. So that entire idea is bananas to me, but um, it's a consequence of uh, not, you know, of it just being such a uh, ancient process. And so, yeah, I think integrating some kind of uh, 
titles as NFTs, it just seems so like a really good fit. Yeah. It seems like to me real quick, I just want to make a comment. It seems like to me, that's probably the best thing for NFT, the crypto space in the long term, when, when actual utility is merged with the blockchain and, and crypto in general. So until that happens, I'm a little bit more bearish on crypto until we can see some more utility with it. Yeah, that's, I think it's a, a point that a lot of people share is when we talk about utility, are we talking about like some real world utility, like the title to a, a real asset? I think that's a lot more tangible for a lot of people. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's definitely possible, but no, I, I don't, you're not in the minority at all, TJ. That's, uh, but uh, I think there are different ways that people are trying to add utility to mixed results. Uh, but well, hey, great show. Thank you so much, fellas. Yeah. Thanks, TJ. Thank you. Well, uh, Greg, it was great to talk to you. We'll be back tomorrow. 